You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Good evening, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to what is a slight therapy session for our friends here at the Jaybird Watching Podcast. I am Craig Borden. I am your host tonight. I am with Jason Lyons and my and my other new friend here, Ken Alfred. This is your new gang for what is heading into, unfortunately, a very premature Toronto Blue Jays offseason, fellas. It was a depressing weekend. How are you both doing? Well, I thought we were going to start talking preseason hockey based on the weekend that just happened. <laughs> oh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, I mean, to that point, I just hope my sabers are not yeah. horrible. <laughs> to, to that point, I mean, I, I feel like I feel like the Mariners really outplayed the Jays basically in every aspect of the game. We often say as a little league coach, the team that makes the least amount of errors will win every game. I don't care how well you hit. I don't care how well you pitch. The team that makes the most mistakes loses. And the Jays decided to save up a lot of those mistakes for these two games. And, I mean, I think that that it was fairly telltale in that game. They, they never really looked, even at 8-1, they didn't really look confident. There was no, you know, there was no regular Blue Jays swag on the bench. There was no, you know, there was nobody throwing seeds at each other. There was nobody having any fun. They, they looked scared is what they looked. I think I was about to say that the nerves probably got to them at this point. I don't know, especially after that game one debacle where we just couldn't get it. We just couldn't really produce anything there. But uh, yeah, like I think they just, I don't know, did they choke or did they just freeze? Or did they just get too confident after they, they took that big lead in game two? I don't know. Yeah, to that point, it never felt comfortable. No. It never so, felt comfortable. No. <laughs> and I'm going to give you my single line review here. <laughs> <laughs> so need to drink more heavily uh, yes <laughs> but um to that point i we'll, we'll dive into it here let's talk we all the hype on friday we have the first toronto blue jays playoff game before you know since 2016 when this team was on the point where we were very close in 2015 we had all the momentum after the donaldson dash to get us into the you know next round of the playoffs there and everything this just, regardless of this, didn't this was worse to me, opinion wise. We were all hyped up to the point where we were going to run with something to the point that you know I was expecting this to be 
a ton more fun in 2015 and 2016. And then right off the bat in game one, guys, that momentum that we all gathered up. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I feel like this, and this may sound really silly, but I feel like this is a really good learning experience for this team. I feel like they have lost. And so that's not the point that I think that I'm getting at. I think the point is that they came into this ultra confident and they came up against a team that was as good or better than them. And they yep. just didn't have the, the, the horses to keep running. And the ones that did run ran out to, into center field and smashed into each other. Like, I mean, it's, you know, it's, you said it. it's, it's one of those, you know, it's one of those situations where you look, you know, game one was a bit of a, of a misstep the whole way through. They didn't look like they were in it. They didn't look like they were ready to play. Um, they got outpitched by, uh, I mean, that guy was throwing dimes. Castillo. Castillo. Yeah. God, Unbelievable. And you have, you know, then they go into game two and they, 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 you know, they're firing, they're up a couple of runs quite early and, and, you know, it looked like a different game. And then you could just see the air leaking out. Um, you know, like a, like a balloon with a hole in it and like little by little. Yeah, right? and, and for me, you know, like, like you have to raise the question, like what is Bo doing going for that ball? That's Springer's ball for a hundred thousand years of baseball, the center fielder coming in, even if Springer doesn't catch that ball, if he keeps it in front of him, it's one run, no damage. And, and it, then it turns into a total mess. And, you know, it's, I don't know. It was it was so disappointing because Bo wasn't the same for the rest of the game. Obviously, Springer comes mm-hmm. out, and you got to start yep. making all of these uh, you know unplanned changes. Now you can't plan anything. You, you know, Chapman could have broken his hand sliding into one. Like there's all these yeah, things that, that, that could have happened. But this was a preventable you know sort of thing where you know, and I love Bo, and I love his intensity, and I love the fact that he's always willing to go for it. But there has mm-hmm. to be a point sometimes in a in a good young player's life where he realizes that his center fielder is probably one of the better ones in the whole league, and maybe let him have one. You know, <laughs> yeah. don't don't they actually call, don't they sorry but, don't they call it this stuff in the air or do they just they're just so focused on it? Because I I remember just teaching like like you said little league coaching. It's like you got to call it. Right, yeah, it's mine or something. Like literally, literally, or wave level. them off. Something. I'll tell you this much: um, I've never played in a stadium that big or with that many people yelling. But if you watch the one oh. replay, you can hear the din get louder as they get closer to one another because the crowd is anticipating an amazing catch by Springer or by Bo, one of the two, and so it's just yeah. the noise is coming up. It's coming up. It doesn't get, qu- uh, yeah, it doesn't get yeah. quieter, <laughs> and so you can see Springer is yelling mine from so far back. And he's yelling, mine, 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 mine. And Bo's looking over his shoulder. So if he can hear him, he can only hear him with one ear, basically. And so, right. I mean, I, I get the aggression and I get wanting to get the out. But again, I think that that you you even your best your best shortstop defaults to your your you know to your center fielder there and allows him to take the take the ball, make the play, get it in, and at least, like I said, that's one run. That is a totally yeah. that game goes a totally different direction if that doesn't happen. Maybe yeah, Romano could have closed it. Got Romano already on the hill, right? Yeah, they exactly. Could have, you know, he could have closed that, it that way. For his all we confidence know. isn't now shattered because of what's going on. He, with everything that happened in that, he all of a sudden had to. He, okay, now I have to do this. Yeah, and and to that point, it should have never been only on him. They they should have never even been in that situation. And we're going to get into what led to that eventually here in a mm-hmm. few minutes. But it that that was the perfect summary that play of what went wrong for the Toronto Blue Jays in both games. Yeah. So, Ken, do you want to jump in on that at all before I uh, bring us back to game one? 
No, no, you can go to you can go to game one. I just said it hurts watching. And sorry, my, my last question before we get to game one is: Did they actually confirm how long Springer's going to be gone for? I know he had a, it was concussion, from what I understand, right? They, they probably won't even post it or say a word because the season's over. With is kind of the mantra that you usually get out of that kind of thing. I mean, oh, okay. he's his elbow's been dozed for dozed for two months. So I mean. Yeah. Whether he's got a concussion or not, he needs surgery on that elbow. That should be the biggest worry. And I, I know we'll talk about this, you know, on future shows and maybe even later on. Yeah. But I mean, yep. he that compression sleeve that with the cranked up one that he was wearing on his arm is a super high grade compression sleeve that you, unless you, you, you know, unless you've torn your elbow, you're not wearing that thing. So I think oh, that yeah. partly played into it too. Like if you watch the collision, Bo b- barely got him with his hand in the head. He didn't hit him with his leg. He didn't hit him with his shoulder. He didn't hit him with his forearm. Mm-hmm. It was like a, like yeah, like a, po- like he just kind of smacked him as they went across each other. Um, I was surprised Bichette wasn't more hurt because of the way his arm jerked back. But yeah. regardless of that fact, um, you know, if he did have a concussion, it would have been a mild one. Like, I mean, just watching him go off, he seemed totally fine and, and, mm-hmm. you know, aware and, um, you know, again, I, my my just my take watching it was I'm surprised that Springer didn't get up and say, you know, forget you guys. I'm going to I might give this a try because I don't know that there is a, a concussion protocol in baseball. Like I know they're technically in hockey is. football. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's similar. You know, that's one reason they're chewing the eye check and all that kind of stuff right when they yeah. uh, go for that. But to that point, I, it's nowhere near, near as in depth because baseball is not as contact of a sport as football. No, no. Right. <laughs> or hockey. Although, or yeah. two concussions from baseball, one from hockey. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. If you want to start with uh, Craig, you want to talk about game one? Yeah. Why don't we go do a quick rewind of game one here? Because at the end of the day, if you look at the paper, they had seven hits. We had seven hits. They had four runs. We have nothing to show for it. And the biggest pieces of that whole thing were the Blue Jays were getting those hits for two outs constantly for that whole thing. And the other thing, too, is yeah. you have to keep in mind that the, the pitching for the Mariners was small ball pitching. Like, those hits were, were little nubbers and Texas leaguers. Nobody hit a line drive to the wall. Yeah, one. So One. <laughs> the rest were all, you know, like just off the end of the bat, off the handle, off the this. Like he was, he was Picassoing that paint, the the plate, and they, that was all they could do. Like I'm surprised they didn't start bunting. You know, like when yeah. a guy is throwing that hard and that well, you've got to do something, anything. And I, I mean, I watched, you know, I watched, and there's a lot of 12, 13 pitch at bats, and. You know, when you're when you're doing that, when when you're getting that up that level, I mean, he threw what did he throw? 105 pitches, 109 pitches, something like that. I think something like that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I have enough on the box. That's a ton of pitches, <laughs> and to you know, if you're getting seven hits and a guy's throwing that many, you got to wonder where they're going. So again, I mean, I feel like the the Mariners' defense was smart. I, I think they pitched to the big bats really smart. Like, you know, we yeah. try and teach our kids in little league that if you are, you know, if you know a guy's a big hitter and you know, he's coming up, don't give him anything to hit and anything you do yeah. hit put as much junk on it as possible. You want, you know, you want it spinning and rotating and falling off and all this other stuff. So they never square it up on the barrel. And, you know, it, it's, it's, it was hard for me to watch a professional baseball team get dissected like that, but 
it happens. Well, I mean, that's the key word. Yeah. You know, it, we watched Verlander do it all year to to other teams. We've watched Jake Degrom and except the Mariners. Tonight. Yeah, <laughs> are, you may want to check that. Somebody just sent me a message that the Mariners might have lost that game. I was I don't have uh, access to look. I'll pull it up while we're. But yeah, if, if they up, did, but... we may have another story to talk about. Anyways, so <laughs> that being said, though, you know, like when when Ray came in, you know, when Ray pitched in game two, I mean, he didn't have any any movement. He was just throwing bullets, and they were smashing it. And you know, you can't, yeah. you have to be a better hitter than that. Like Vladdy can't be swinging on an O two pitch down four to try and hit it over the fence. He can't hit a four run home run. He can't do it. No. He um, needs to he needs to so, bury one into the outfield and, and run it out. Yeah. To I your mean, point on the Astros slash uh Astros V Mariners. They were winning going into the ninth inning by two. Yeah. They lost. Wow. Really? <laughs> so the in the last two innings, the Houston Astros scored five runs, <laughs> including a walk off game winning. <laughs> Jordan Alvarez. Wow. Well, there so, you go. To your point, Jason, apparently you're, you know, minding the Twitter sphere here is actually. There you, there you go. There you go. <laughs> I got, I got my sources are coming in. I'm on my phone for the first time doing this. And so I've got people like sending me messages and they come up. Did you see and I'm like, no, I, I didn't. I'm staring at my, my two good friends faces in my own talking about the Blue Jays. Um, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that, that was kind of my take on game one. You know, they got out pitched. I mean, I don't know if I've ever seen that guy throw so well. Uh, you know, and yeah. his rotations were unbelievable. You know, he 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 was throwing a fastball that broke back the wrong way. Like, I mean, he was throwing a, a fastball that gravity doesn't allow to happen. It was starting in and and cutting out, and he was getting the call on on you know most of those pitches, and then he'd come in and belt you inside, and you you don't know what you're doing. Like, I watched Kirk strike out in that game, and he looked back at the catcher and the umpire, just like, what just happened there? Like. Was I even in here? Like, what's going on? The best hitter on our team, as, as far as bat the barrel. Yeah. You know. So I mean, it's the Maple Beef really did a great job yeah. during uh, during this playoffs. I agree. I agree. Right? Yes. Maybe some. And um, yeah, it's so yeah. Ken. I'm gonna let you uh, wander with the next piece of that conversation. Is after you know to Jason's point here, Luis Castillo just marched through us. Yes. And I'm wishing we threw a shit ton of prospects at him. <laughs> <laughs> but outside of that. Um, the next guy up out of the bullpen is Andres Munoz, and that gentleman—he was topping 103. The fastest pitch, I believe, something like that. Game, I believe that is an accurate statement. But it was just, oh man, it was it was hard to watch because the crowd was so into it, the towels were flying, and you know, and then I, th- I think they beamed a few of us during the during the during the game that I don't know if that shook the Jays confidence or maybe that not to say that he would throw it on purpose, but just to, you know, get the nerves going. But they Do did a great job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I know it's like an old uh, like my wife and I like to play tennis. And the one of the most basic rules in tennis is when you're actually playing someone, you hit the ball where they're not. That's basically yeah. what you do. And you make them hit it where they don't want to hit it, whether it's up high, down low yeah. or whatever. But Castillo did that a phenomenal job with that. We just seemed like we were chasing after a few of those pitches, and you know, like you said, we just couldn't get it. The the, the two outs that we would before we finally actually start getting hits, you're just like, oh man, why, why couldn't this be like you know no outs and we have two people on? But uh, yeah. he just did a phenomenal job, and we just couldn't. We did not have the answers for it in game one. And like I know we're going to talk about game two for a second, where we started to come alive, 
you know, it's like, and usually we rely on our offense for some of that stuff. And uh, I guess we'll talk about the pitching in game two as well. But yeah. you know, the collapse of what happened on that one too, though. So most games, four runs is not safe for the Toronto Blue Jays. So that just shows the leaps and bounds level of what Castillo and Munoz did to be able to even get through this lineup. And to that point, yeah, scattering seven hits. One of them was only an extra base. We went over three with runners in scoring position. So that just that shows hurts. you we didn't get a that shot. <laughs> after Castillo went it is after Castillo it went out, you know, like you said, I, I was like, oh, okay, good. Let's get this guy out. You get a little optimistic <laughs> and then I mean, that guy is a zombie. He came out and threw yeah. heat and he, nothing, bother, nothing bothers him. Ungodly amount and of heat. He just, he just <laughs> stared a hole in everybody and, and just, he was like, if you can't hit 101, you're not going to hit 103. Hey, 103. <laughs> you know? like, yeah. And then, he, then get this. He's not technically their right. closer. That Jason should Seward, be. So I saw it, him supposedly just as much yeah. back and forth with he, him throughout the whole He closed season. a couple of weeks I ago, though. Seawald was the one who had 20 saves, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Or something yeah. like that. He closed a couple so, of weeks ago, and he was doing the same thing where he was averaging 101 to 102. And everyone was there. The, 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 I remember the commentator saying, like, we haven't seen anything like this all year. And it's like, I look back, and I'm like, yeah, you have. That's all he does. He just, just <laughs> throws shoulder-blasting <laughs> heat. But then, the, the, to your point, the spin rate is nuts. You guys, Ken, I'm sure you saw it the other night. That thing's coming in, and it goes whoosh all yeah. of a sudden at 103. <laughs> so not only is it 103, but it ain't. It's not old yeah. still. Yeah. My God, he must be Ricky Vaughn. That's all I'm saying, man. <laughs> Ricky, Ricky Vaughn, Va- Ricky Vaughn in another life. There you go. So to that point, I'm hoping that our uh, the Ricky Vaughns actually beat up on the Yankees. <laughs> so, so. But we'll get to that. So. so Unfortunately, game one was a wash. We were never going to get anything going. It was just good luck. Manoa had some ups and downs. The bullpen held things out to keep it a four to nothing game, but we just couldn't get over that hurdle. Going into game two, it felt like there might be something different. We had the fact that we know Robbie Ray pretty damn well. Yeah. He, you know, his career gets resurged in Toronto, gets that injection that it needs. He becomes the Cy Young Award winner for 2021 as a Toronto Blue Jay. But unfortunately, we missed the playoffs by one season. So we really never got to see what he could do in postseason baseball. Here we are in 2022. And not only is he facing the team that he won the Cy Young Award with, he's basically facing the guy that replaced him. And it, it's almost mind boggling that comparison between Gosman to Robbie Ray on paper to statistical levels. They're almost like the same guy. Like if I took them and shuffled them up yeah. and then told you to pick which one was Robbie Ray or Gosman, flip a coin. I guarantee you, you're going to get it wrong. 50% of well, the time. unless of course you can see their <laughs> pants and then you could, you could pick one that out right cool. away. That's always been his thing. Robbie Ray with a tight pants. I don't know. <laughs> Somebody needs to talk to him about it though. It's not cool. Yeah. There was a Blue Jay Japanese player that actually was apparently looking for thin, tight pants or something, and he found a pair of old Robbie Rays that were oh, yeah? new that had been worn. <laughs> oh, Koska. Uh, he was on the team for, like, for five seconds. I'm forgetting his name. Start with a K. But anyway, to that point, apparently it's a normal <laughs> But it's tough. Mr. Ray, yeah, too, too tight, tight pants. And I too tight pants. There's an SNL skit where they talk yeah. about the tight pants. There you go. We should be playing that. That battle already had all the epic proportions to 
you know, be very competitive for the Blue Jays. We ended up finding out very quickly that Robbie Ray and Gosman were dueling for a couple innings. And then all of a sudden, the Blue Jays open up the floodgates and run away for five runs right off the bat. And then yep. they we were gifted a few other runs on some pass yeah, balls. Yeah, pitches and, and stuff like that. Stuff from yeah. the end of Robbie Ray's start there. So, Ken, I'm going to let you run with the first being How that game led you up to, we're going to take this and just – Give me your give me your mental process here. Well, the funny thing was is that I'm looking at I'm watching the game. We're all starting we're starting to come alive. It's starting to look like the Jays of old in the beginning, where, where the offense is really hitting on all cylinders. We're we're getting on base. We're hit Tiasco. Oh my God! Almost like almost he gets a hit. It's it's a home run, right? And the funny thing is, I don't know if you guys remember last episode. Remember we had picks for our MVPs of the potential, you know what it is. And I think uh, Jason, you had Chapman, right? Yep. Chapman was performing. Yeah, mine was mine was Jensen, and uh, he was also really good in the series as well. I was very happy to see that. And uh, and, and sorry, I can't remember Craig. Which who did you pick? Was your who was your MVP? I had uh, Maryfield. Maryfield, okay, Maryfield. And uh, who did that oh, series? I, there was a couple of hits where I thought that he was going to be the igniter to it. it yeah, it happened in both games, and it yeah. just never. No, unfortunately, we didn't. We didn't hit well on the second. Like I'm talking about, like the the ones we were expecting, like Bichette and and Vladdy and stuff like that. Vladdy was one for five in the one for eight in the entire series, so he just couldn't get it going. He couldn't, I don't know if it's because the, the the Mariners really did a great job figuring out where to pitch to him that uh, he just couldn't hit the ball the right way he normally does. But uh, yeah, like I think when I was watching the game and seeing, okay, we're up by so much, and we're like, okay, but I agree with you. Even eight runs, I'm not even satisfied yet. I'm like, we have to win by 10. Then, then I'll feel comfortable because, like you said, it just never takes one safe. inning. Never felt safe. This is the playoffs. In the regular season, I think they take most, – most teams are down that by that much. They just put, take their foot off the gas. And there's, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll get some pinch hitters in, maybe get some uh, non-starters, some, some playing time. But uh, I think once – and Gossman was pitching a gem for the most part for the first part, right? Like seven strikeouts? Really? Within the first yeah. few innings. And uh, for some reason, once he once he gone, when, once they replaced him, it's just we couldn't seem to we couldn't seem to hit the strike zone, or we just they, we we seemed to throw the pitches where the Mariners wanted them to hit, and yeah. the bullpen and unfortunately point, let us down. You guys, at that to- at that time, he was one out away from getting out of there. Who, Tim Mesa? No. Uh, oh right, yeah, Gosman. I mean it. What do you elect him in, or did you think that going to Mesa was the right call at that point? Because it wasn't—he came in for one lefty, and then it was another righty after that. I would one hundred percent have left Gosman in. One hundred percent. He was—he was, he was <laughs> throwing well. He was had control of the inning. He had battled himself back to get two really hard outs, and you have to let him—you have to let him finish that. You have to. It doesn't matter who's coming up. The hard contact to the wall. Ah, come on. What did he do to that that ball that Mesa hit? That was hard contact, all right. It still hasn't landed. You know, I think it, it might have landed in your front yard down in Buffalo, Craig. Like, I mean, geez, Louise, it was hammered. And just to be that guy for a long time during that game, I kept making from our Twitter account, I'm pretty sure I can hear you right now, Toronto. Yeah. And then my there's this giant lake between us. I mean, it was just, you know, like to, to see it happen and – I think worse for me is um, that I, you could see that it was a poorly executed pitch. It wasn't that it wasn't that 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 you know it was an excellent hit. It was right down Main Street with no cut on it, and 
You hang one against five or six guys in that Mariners lineup, but I mean, anybody in the MLB and you're going to pay for it. And, you know, I, I felt like they were like um, the, the, the Jays were a bit like a kid who had poured some gasoline out and was flicking matches at it. And they were like, well, just, just for waiting for it to, to something to happen. And, uh, you know, well, we'll, you know, we'll fix this over here. Now we're up a little bit. Oh, uh, 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 like, I mean, you know, a little spark. Don't worry about that little spark. And, and they didn't, you know, <laughs> yeah, like even the post game and stuff like that, it's no one seemed outraged. Like, I mean, you know, I've seen it like they were expecting it. Yeah, like it's like they, you know, it's like a, a certain point in that game they gave up and they just were like, "That we're just going to lose here." And if we if we don't, if we get lucky and we hang on, then great, you know. But we're going into the next game with no confidence. Like, I mean, had yeah. they won that game, I still, I still don't think that that they would have beat the Mariners. I, I felt like them. It would have taken somebody lighting a fire yeah. back under their ass and. and to up and get together because you also know we've talked about this extensively on the pregame show and during the fan show that we did right the day before who pitches that game because it's still to me a complete toss-up 50 50 of ross stripling or freaking uh jose barrios Rios, yeah. and honestly i think that right there is the biggest letdown to me for this whole postseason is that we never got to see ross stripling actually get that start that he probably earned um, did for sure he so, earned for sure um yeah but yeah, Ken, where are you? Um, what are you thinking as far as you leaving uh, Gosman in to try getting that last out? You have to. I mean, there was nothing wrong with with like I totally agree with Jason in that point. I mean, it was just for one batter or something too, right? Like you just mentioned before, it was just just for one. I'm like two outs. He's been pitching a gem. Let him finish. Let him yeah, finish. Yeah. I don't see why, why you need. I'm to... wondering how much that actually let the wind out of their sails. <laughs> that move. And, and to that point, mind you, I love John Schneider. I think that is the first move I've questioned him. What do you guys, what do you guys think about that move possibly being his, his downfall? I mean, there's lots of guys out there that the Jays could be going after. I know they, they, they liked what they saw from him for the remainder of the year, but I mean, that's a big mistake at home in the playoffs. Like, but it is still a gut check. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. He, it was his decision. He's owned up to it. He goes, I thought we could get out of the inning quicker and more efficiently with Tim Mesa. And I, I would say if you were drawing that up in a video game, the video game would have probably let Mesa win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but to that point, Mesa's had a little bit of uh, uh, up and down last few weeks of the season. So that's what, when he brought him in, I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> you know, I had that wince. Yep. And it's the same thing that I said for the last month about watching Jimmy Garcia stroll out to the mound. Um, I'm going to make the, to you guys, you haven't heard this reference yet. Those two guys to me are Jason Frazier from the Angry Bird Blue Jay years. Do you remember him coming out of the bullpen? (laughs) He would raise it to the point where the bases were loaded or something like that. He would have gotten two outs in that five batter time frame. And then he would finagle himself out of it. And that's how I've seen Jimmy Garcia excuse me, Jimmy Garcia and Tim Mesa for the latter part of yeah. this year. Their numbers are great, but that's not what you've done for me lately. Yes, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Right now, I would have been rather, I, because David Phelps has been on point, I would have rather watched him come out there and get that last out or something like that. And then oh, yeah. Anthony Bass was the next I was about to. Out. I was about to say Bass, too. I'm like, oh, boy. That was a tough but one. But to that point, I think what hurt him was the fact that he hadn't pitched in forever. He's one of those guys that just kind of needs to keep the clock going, you know, to keep that game speed. 
Yeah, it's yeah. that scared me when he brought him out after what basically a week and a half of not pitching. It's tough. I mean, you know, we we always, you know, I I I'd like to to think that you know everybody at home is thinking that this is how you know like how you would talk about with your friends in the bar or you know whatever. But I mean, it's so easy to second guess, and I feel like you know for being a sports fan as long as I have and and watching at all kinds of different levels and you know cheering for the Jays and and for you know for other teams and whatever the case may be when you see you know when you see things falling down around you there's very few times you see it come back up um mm. and, and I, I you know I, I i don't feel like i ever gave up hope necessarily but you know i think but there was this like edge of your seat thing yeah so and, and it's it wasn't riding the the upward roller coaster no, we had going no on. and it was like, ah, literally and there's so many <laughs> things too like i mean like even you know when that when that home run was hit that wasn't the end of the game. That didn't, it wasn't a walk off. They weren't down at that point. They were still up a couple of runs. And, you know, the, the really good teams like the Dodgers from last year and, and, you know, team, uh, the old Braves teams and stuff like that, they never gave up on their, on a game. It was never, ever, ever, ever over. Like some of those, and even the Cubs when they were, won the World Series. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I mean, how many times were they down in all of the series that they played? And they were just like, march on, march on. We just need some hits. We need some guys on base. You know, what do they say? A blast and a bloop. And, and I mean, they lived that. Oh, you said it again. (laughs) Yeah, the blast. Sorry. Um, (laughs) But it's, it's one of those things where, you know, where the Jays have to mature. They're going to probably have to, to weed out some of the, the people they do have, you know, and bring on some, I think they need one or two veteran talents. Um, guys that you can count on to put the ball in play that, you know, calm a team down. Um, I know that, you know, when we last talked, we were talking about sort of Springer and, and a few other guys being sort of that, you know, stir that draw this leader kind of thing. And I mean, it's, it's, it's hard because it would have been nice to see them go farther and then be able to make those calls because I think now that need in the off season changes. You know, they, they, from going from what potentially if they get a couple of rounds in or even make the World Series or something, awesome, great. You know, we don't have a lot to work with or work from. We've got, we did a, had a great year. Now there's all this second guessing. So 
you know, it's, and so it creates its own scenarios that, I mean, you know, that'll keep us busy all summer long, I think. (laughs) Will be. At least all off season. (laughs) (laughs) So, but to that point, so let's go up to, obviously, that that point we were capped out on wands. It's now like eight to three, correct me if I'm wrong. So now we're starting to see the hamster completely fall off the wheel and things are starting to go the wrong direction. All of a sudden, you get a little a signal where or a single where JP Crawford scores every just hit a nice double. You know, now it's eight to four. Okay, they bring in Anthony Bass. He walks a few people, and the bases are loaded. Then you bring Jordan Romano in, hopefully to salvage and right the ship here, which I will tell you guys probably nine times out of ten works perfectly. We've seen him do that how many times this year? Where we see him pick up six outs for a save, yeah. it has worked. It's not something he has never done like most closers in Major League Baseball that don't do that these days. Even when, back in the day, Trevor Hoffman didn't do that. Mariano Rivera barely even had to do four out saves. Things like that. So, again, as it went, now you're with a very momentum-based movement from the uh, Mariners, and you have our closer on the mound, and you would think that that would be the way out of it. Unfortunately, Things happened, and it's included the bloop that we were alluding yeah. to with Bo and Springer, and that, that just deflated it. Often, I think. But it just, yeah, it it deflated it. There's, there's no way. There's no way to go around it, right? So, you know, like I said, I, I totally agree with what you guys were saying. That like Romano nine times, or even nine and a half times out of ten, yes. we're getting those outs, <laughs> and all the circumstances are leading up to it. And then, of course, the collision happens, and I think that must have shocked him altogether, right? Just just. I don't know what else to say on that because I'm just looking at it. I'm like, wow, he gave up a couple of runs when I don't think he should have, but he can't, you know, what can you do? Um, I'm, I'm just worried that uh, th- this is going to mess up a lot of the Jays, you know, moving forward. I mean, obviously this, they'll get over it to, to, to an effect, but especially if we keep majority of these players for next season, I just hope that the psychological thing of the memories of this series, especially for the players that were at that series, they don't start, you know, thinking back, oh man, I remember that. Thing, oh geez, I, I think we didn't perform well. I just hope they just get out of their own heads and just play the game, like like Jason was talking about, like the Dodgers before. Where it's like we're going to keep clawing as best we can. I don't care. We'll throw the kitchen sink if 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 if, the, if that means the Toronto Maple Beef has to bunt just to get on base. So be it. Do throw Speaking everything you can. At them. League. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I agree. I mean, I think that you know, and 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 you know. Smart baseball is smart baseball. And I feel like the Jays had opportunities during that game to play smarter baseball, to to change the course of both games by slowing things down, you know, just being smarter. And they weren't. They they were constantly just, you know, ears pinned back, smashing forwards and hoping that, uh, you know, that that would work. And, and you know, Ken, to your point, you, you, when you in the regular season, you can do that. You can pin your ears back and, you know, just keep smashing. And, oh, they just scored four. You know, we're just going. We're going. We're going. There you go. So it's one of those things where you have to realize that playoff baseball is so much different. And, I mean, it took the Dodgers, what, six years to finally figure it out. I mean, the Astros, about the same five, six years of being really good teams and just not winning. And, you know, when you look at the teams who are consistently in the playoffs, they those teams have figured it out. Those teams have the ability to be able to take a game, slow things down. You know, you throw a Trey Turner up there. He, he lays down a bunt. He gets to first. He steals two. 
when he shouldn't steal two. And you're just like, wow, like you're just completely manufacturing what just happened there. And the other team is immediately on his, their heels. Cause they're like, wait a second, we're up six here. And Turner's taken two on a, you know, on a guy that throws 99. Like, you know, that's the kind of thing where, where, and it's not that they're being overly aggressive. It's he know they know they can do it. They're, they're confident and they're smart enough about the game of baseball to know that that can be done. No to, to steal a base or to, to lay something down or, you know, even just to, to get in there and, and like we were talking about before, have a 15 pitch at bat, foul off everything and let this guy's arm start to burn a bit. And then, then you start to go for the jugular after, but I mean. Yeah. But to that point, things ended up the way they are. And we ended up having a guy hit two home runs and carry the offense literally had the curtain call yep. in a losing effort, which is slightly embarrassing. <laughs> um, good for Teo though. I, I think I, yeah. I mean, He's yeah, good, good for Teo because right now, honestly, he was, there was a, some guys that showed up for this series and he was definitely hundred percent. So, yeah. Um, to that point, I want before we talk about how we go forward a little bit here, um, I want to make sure we do give those shout outs to people like Teo that actually did have good series. And Teoscar Hernandez is easily the offensive MVP of this. Um, yeah. I think coming behind that golf clap, golf to clap. Ken's point, Maple Beef and Alejandro Kirk. <laughs> yes. One of the only ones that had hits in both games. Yep. Yep. Chapman was good. Jensen was good. Chapman had a couple hits in each game. Espinal two, did really well double. in game two. Yeah. Espinal in game two. That was very impressive for somebody like him coming in and being cold. He's a heck of a yeah. baseball player. <laughs> Don't mind it. I, I think that's what Correct. we figured out this year. He is a he is a, a very good baseball player. I mean, that's that's a guy that the Jays want to lock onto and hang on to. Um, you know, I feel yeah, I'm, I mean, but, but you know, Moneyball says you don't want to get rid of him. Not yet. You know, you've got a, probably two more good years out of him on a decent contract. And he's cheap. Yeah. And, and so, but to that point, second base technically was a little bit of a wild card for us this season. And this is where I wanted to steer the conversation to um, after um, we do the shout out. So pause. <laughs> um is there anybody else you wanted to shout out to in the midst of this? Because I, the only other one I could think is Danny Jansen had a couple of nice hits oh, and yeah. two RBIs in that second game as well, continuing his uh, his postseason dominance. Because don't forget, he was the one in 2020 that had the only offense with two home runs in the one yep. game. So good stuff. Yeah, that's um, and then I do want to make sure that we do give Godman a tip of the hat because that was a solid start yep. for him. It went off the rails a little bit, and he got charged some unearned runs, I think, that are not fairly at the end. Yeah, if you put your $100 million <laughs> man out there, the expectation is your $100 million man is going to give you a, a lead that you should be able to win with, and Gosman did that. Mm-hmm. And, and he did his I part. felt terrible watching him sit there in the dugout, just watching it crumble all around him. And, you know, my hope is that, that you know, the, the young pitchers for the Jays um, took a look at that and watched how he wore that like a pro. He sat up there on the rail. He didn't move. He didn't go downstairs. He didn't do anything. And when, when the guys came in, he was high fives. He was smack, you know, smacking backs like, like a pro does. Yep. And it, it, yeah. it can't be, it can't feel good. I mean, we've all been in sports situations where you've done a good job and you feel like things are unraveling and now you don't have any control over it. And 
you know, perfect analogy is you have the Phillies hat behind you. <laughs> 1993. <laughs> what did you see Kurt Schilling doing when everything was going to shit? Yeah. He was hiding behind towels yeah. like this the whole yeah. time, trying to tune everything out. Um, and that's the same. I, I'll give credit to Manoa for that same thing. He was up there with the gang trying Wearing to do it. anything he could yeah. motivate his team up. And yeah. those are the kind of things. But we've seen that from yeah. him all day, every day, because he was a position player for most of his career. So he's used to being with the gang. He's going to be a good. He's going to be a lifelong pro. He's going to be a guy who's around yeah, the game right. until he can't play anymore. Like like you said, like whether he can't pitch, go play the outfield. He loves the game. He he's he's born yep. to do it. And um, it was really nice to see some of those guys really, really, really wear it. Where. You know, I feel like a guy like Bo went into the dugout a couple of times and tossed his bucket and, and you know, like, and on the subject, and I, I, I know we haven't breached this this yet, but who gets their hair cut the day before a wild card game when your thing is your hair? You, I, I know. I mean, <laughs> when he came out for warm-ups, One more day, I was dude. like, yeah, you can do it the next day. But... When he came out, I was sitting with a buddy, and he's like, did he get his hair cut? And we both looked at each other with this, like, terrified look on our face. And it's so interesting to think <laughs> that, that that actually had anything to do with the fact that the Jays lost. Of course, it does It's just super – it's like the playoff yeah. beard. Like, in pro yeah. – you keep the beard and until your team gets eliminated. And I, I don't know. Right? It's, and, it's one of those oh, things man. where he probably just went and did it and, you know um, – Didn't even think anything Yeah, of didn't it. think anything of it. And, I mean, you know – you know, I'm curious well, though, as whoever whoever suggested him to do that, I'm kind of curious if he's going to look at them and be like, "Really, really? I, I, are you sure? Are you, you sure I, I should? You sure I should get a cut? You sure?" Old Durham, you don't Old. fuck with a winning streak. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, it's, it, it, it was. Sorry uh, to the little baseball little leaguers that are listening to this show, <laughs> but watch that movie. Yes, later, later on, later on, later yeah. on, or just. Just put a bleep so, out watch, the stuff. Yeah, yeah. Watch it on that MLB yeah. network. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, but to that point, guys, um, like I said, I wanted to talk about where we go from here. And you started with, by saying the wearing it ballpark here. This chip on their shoulder now is building bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, they only have a few free agents in the off season here. They're gonna. Yeah hopefully lock up some of these guys is that, you know, I think the conversation of if Bo Bichette is really going to be a solid major leaguer and be consistent at the major league level, I think he just shut everybody right the heck up at the end of the season oh, yeah. here in September, because he once again led the league in the American league anyway, in hits. He's done yeah. that two years. Yeah. Ago. That is a, yeah. Owner, just saying. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, the guy that did that for him, oddly enough, is his current second base counterpart in Whit Merrifield. Yeah. Um, so to that point of where you were going, there is something missing from this equation. And this is starting to reek of the same kind of things where I was a Buffalo. I am a Buffalo Bills fan for anybody that is new to the show and hasn't been listening as I live in Rochester, New York, a whole hour away from Buffalo. <laughs> so, but to that point, screw the Yankees and screw the Red Sox. I'm closer <laughs> to Toronto. <laughs> I, um, you those those teams are always missing one piece to take them over the edge. I don't think this is that same situation where they get to the show four times like the Bills do and choke in that last minute. But to that point, this is looking starting to look like the 
or you know teams that they just didn't have that last bit to drive them over the top. And then all of a sudden in 1992 and 1993, you added catalysts like Dave Winfield, Winfield Paul, Paul Molitor, Molitor, whoever that might be. Are you thinking that, that we're in that ballpark to where this has got to be that tipping point? We have the core. You have solid players. You do have some, you know, this is the last year of Hyunjin Ryu's contract. Who? There's going to be freed up money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was going to bring him up on a different issue, but okay. But to that point, the financial chains aren't binding us horribly outside of, you know, Springer, Gosman, and a few others. So, trades, free agency. Do you see that that's where they bring in this blast piece? And what position is that currently filling out for you? I'm going to let Ken run with it first. Mm, that's a hard one. I can't think of one right now because I'm just trying to think. It doesn't have no, to even be a name. No, no. You I was just thinking. They're going to find that starting pitching ace that they need to just make this the triple-headed monster. Because I would have normally said before, I would have said catcher. But then I'm looking at him like, we have a really good catcher roster right now that we got three <laughs> awesome. What was it? I'm going to look where the camera is. Three awesome yeah. catchers right now that I'm like, oh man, who's gonna? How are they gonna divide that up, right? So it's not a catcher, and we got some, de- we got really decent pitching. So I'm like, all right, we got. Uh, let's see, we got. Sorry, fluff here. So we got Springer, <laughs> Springer in the center. I'm just thinking, I don't know, maybe an outfielder or something like that, or just something that. Because yeah, I think like you said, we have a lot of core pieces already, and you we're missing that one. It's like with the Raptors. Once Kawhi Leonard, Leonard came in. For some reason, we all we won the championship, and uh, I, I can't think they're of that specific position. Yeah, Is yeah, they're missing yeah. The Kawhi. That's what they're missing. <laughs> Whatever that I is. I think it, I think it comes down to, and you're right, Ken. I mean, it, I think it comes down to either being an outfielder, uh, who maybe isn't an everyday outfielder. Maybe he's a guy that comes in and smashes a couple of DH home runs. And, yeah, and you know, DH, can, can walk in in a pinch hit situation. You know, he's going to at least he's got the charisma or something else to get the fans on their feet and all the rest of that stuff. Or it's going to have to be a pitcher and it's not necessarily going to have to be a starter. I mean, I know we've got good closing it, it you know, uh, like, you know, it, it's, it's there's so many guys out there, but I think it breaks down to being, you know, we're, we're very solid on the infield. Um, you know, it's, yeah. it's one of those things where, I think that the the small things are going to be the big things next year. And if they can just get one guy who's either got the name or the game to get it done, it'll push them over the edge. Yeah. It could also be just due to just ex- lack of experience as well. Like, you know, we, we have a fairly young team. We have a few veterans on there, but I think we need that veteran presence to really keep the, the young guys in check. And especially for like the ones like the Vlads and the Bochette and the Bochettes who didn't, really performed very well in these last couple of games. But just like, like you said, you said Bichette was like knocking things over, but someone just kind of like to get him to, qu- to calm down, just to cool. Like don't, don't lose focus now. Yeah. We're, we're kind of down, but we can do it. Having Ooh. that person. Woosah. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime you can get a bad boys <laughs> reference in the, in the show. Well, that's a good one. Yeah. that's how i was all day on saturday just saying i was sitting there like a child holding a bottle and sitting there going (laughs) (laughs) what do i I do now i almost want to throw my couch out the window but yeah that's another story (laughs) so on 
this isn't signing Aaron Judge. I don't, you know, it's not like something like that, I don't think. Because, by the way, just to say he broke the American League home run record, I ain't throwing a brick of money at that for a guy that's going to want way too much money. Yeah. Um, but there is an interesting aspect here that somebody like Trey Turner is actually possibly going to be a free agent. You know, there's guys like that. There's also young, talented guys that are on teams that suck. I'm looking at you, Miami Marlins. <laughs> you know. <laughs> They have the best, probably the best pitcher in the, Amer- the National League right now is Sandy Alcantara. And what are they going to do with him next year? They're not going to go out and free agent spread like crazy. They're, they just, well, they lost Derek Jeter in their owner's office. The GM is basically the only continuity. And she's been doing a really good job building up a, you know, yep. major league ready team. But the Marlins, the Reds, there's all these teams that are, Still in that rebuild phase, but they don't really have it solidified yet. So you're, they're still going to be trading Major League Baseball pieces to try getting that. So I think there's those pieces that we can get. Um, but to that point, I, I wouldn't have a problem with them turning around and throwing a brick of money at Trey Turner. A guy that knows how to win baseball games. This guy's been on the on the two, major, two World Series championship teams in the, the Dodgers and the Nationals. But what do you do with both? Uh, there's no... I, I have a strange feeling that if you threw a brick of money at Trey Turner, he's playing second base every once in a while for the Dodgers as it is anyways. And honestly, I think his arm is better at second base than right. Oh, well, for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, it's, it's lots, there's tons of guys out there that and I think that, you know, go ahead. But I, there's a there's a few. There's a few weird ones, I think, as well, where you, you, you know, like we'll get maybe get into this on a later show where we get some deep dive research into the. I'm just giving you guys yeah, that are yeah. winners here off of the free agent list. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. So if you bring in like Dansby Swanson, another free agent shortstop slash second baseman, you know, he's a gamer, Swanson. Woo! Yeah, and that's the kind of thing that he needs. He's that weird case that even though he's getting older, he's getting increasingly Unreal. better every year. Because he was, no offense, he was kind of garbage to start off right when he got to Atlanta from that giant trade from the uh, Diamondbacks. So, but there's some guys like that. Or maybe it's just getting somebody like Edwin Diaz that'd be just a ridiculous monster bullpen at the end with Norman paired with Romano, you know. Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of things that they can go through this offseason. But I think amongst our gang here, the agreements is, Catalyst, yeah, catalyst, for sure. catalyst. For sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That, that one. We need a Rodman. You know what? You know what? Bring back Mookie Wilson. That's what we need. Yeah. So I thought Jason was trying to bring Matt Stairs out of retirement there for a second. <laughs> That's where I thought he was going. <laughs> it's Gruber. Kelly Gruber. Bring back. <laughs> or random other name. J.D. Martinez. There's your yeah. outfielder in D.A. He's, uh, Boom. That, yeah, <laughs> I think that one might be pushing the old man envelope. Yes, Cheaper. but... Um, so looking win. forward into the into the next sets of series, you guys want to run it down quick. Who we think we're gonna who who you who your picks are? You got me going there. Yep. So left in the Major League Baseball playoff bracket, got Yankees, Guardians. I almost said the other other word, <laughs> and then we have the Houston Astros versus the Seattle Mariners. Philadelphia Phillies versus the the uh, Atlanta Braves, and then we have the San Diego Padres doing the California battle against the Los Angeles Dodgers. Jason, you want to tell me what you're thinking for yeah. Cleveland? Let's run it New down York. quick. Um, 
Hart says Guardians. Everything says Guardians. Uh, I hope they give them everything they've got. I hope they they just throw, like you know, to your point, Ken, throw the kitchen sink at them. Um, the Guardians are a good team. They can beat the Yankees. If they Mariner the Yankees, they'll beat them. If they stay calm, if they just keep hitting the baseball, they'll beat them. Um, that pitching staff is a hard yeah. press for the Yankees' yeah. lack of offense and whatnot. Ken, what are you thinking? Between the Yankees and the uh, and the Guardians? Are we talking about yes. just the – Okay. Yes. No, I'm, I'm, I'm with Jason. Hard's in it for the Guardians. There you go. How about we think in Mariners slash uh, Well, even though they're, they're up one, I think I'm going to stick with Houston. I think they're too strong. Uh, monster bats. Like, I mean, top one to nine. You, point, came back with five runs. You can't hang anything play. against them. They'll put it into the seats. And um, uh, even though they're cheaters, I, I, I think they're a very good baseball team. <laughs> and um, that aside, I think they're going to they'll beat the Mariners. It, it, it looks like it's going to be a good series, though. Yeah. Yeah. Ken? Yeah. Like, as much as, uh, as I think, like Jason's right, I think that Houston's probably, is it, I expect Houston to win. I want Seattle to win because I just like to think, as the, as the Jays, we lost to the World Series champions. So there I'm, I'm going to cheer so for Seattle, pick. but I expect Houston to win. If it ends up being the, if the Guardians and the Mariners squeak by the top seed, you know, teams there, it's going to be interesting to see. If you know, that would be a fun series with the two of them, two young resurgent teams that probably had no real business being in that right. equation. Yeah. So that found enough to put it together. And I will say that that bullpen for the uh, Mariners is going to give the Astros crazy hitters yep. a hard time. Yep. Mm. All right. Quick Phillies. I got to go with the Braves. Phillies. Um, deep down, way down, down. <laughs> um, my favorite baseball player of all time is Mike Schmidt. Um, the mustache, the mustache plays, the mustache plays. Um, so I'm taking the (laughs) Phillies. Uh, They looked good coming into this. Um, their defense is solid. They don't need to hit the ball because you can't hit it against them. So I'll take the Phillies. Yeah. Now they are very impressive at this point and they got the momentum on their side. Ken. Yeah, same here. I, I think the Phillies will definitely take it. I'm not a big fan of the Braves just because I've seen them win a lot before. I'm like, I don't like the Braves. That's so, so Canadian, by the way. I don't like them because they win a that lot. Is. Everybody against the Anthony. I they can't tell you how many times my father has said to me, I don't like them because they win a lot. And I'm like, what? Like, come, I don't like that Sidney Crosby guy. He wins too much. What? I don't know. Yeah. I was like that with Jordan. When Jordan in his prime, I hated him. I respected him at the end, but I hated him before. I'm like, can't you give, you know, Charles yeah. Barkley one? Not even one. And I'm, I'm, oh and I'm glad yeah. my my son has now is out of earshot because um, I, I can't not cheer. I, I have to cheer for a team that wears brown uniforms. I have to do it. The the, the pod. <laughs> and by the way, anybody try and go to Fanatics or or any of the lids or any of that, and try and get a, a Padres hat. Good luck with that. That you can't get the brown ones. Really? You can't get the City Connect ones. You can't get anything Padres right now. They're the hottest team in baseball, certainly for for gear and merch and all the rest of it. And I'm not a big Manny Machado guy, um, but you know I'd like to see them get past the Dodgers. The Dodgers have had a pretty good run here. Um, that being said, again, you know we have two big Dodgers fans in the house, so um, you know I, I won't be disappointed to watch the Dodgers go by. But you know, same here. <laughs> I just don't need the Dodgers capitalizing more on that rivalry. You know, I yeah. want I want to see the Padres take it to take them to school a little bit. And 
maybe it's just me with this whole Fernando Tatis thing going on with how he, you know, he's hurt all year. He's collecting a ton of money. He's now out on roids because he can't do anything because, you know, he tested positive and all the nonsense around that. I just want to see him win one without. Well, he still gets one though, right? Like that's the problem is he, he, he he's, Truly yeah, I don't know. I don't know if a, I don't know if a guy like that cares. You know, like uh, it's it's interesting you would bring him up because I don't even regard him as I don't even regard him as being part of the team right now. I mean, for a guy who, yeah, my kids both like, both look up to. Um, you know, to have that happen knowingly and just to be so, just so arrogant about it and like. You know, like, it's like, you know what, dude, you were a mediocre shortstop to start with. Go play in the outfield because you, you make too many mistakes. Oh, you're not that great out there either. Oh, now you can't. Yeah. Not well, but, he, but he, he's not hitting home runs every time. I like, I mean, he was hitting home runs like they were, you know, like they were second nature, but now he's not. And so, and he's not as fast. Like, I mean, I don't know if I've seen a baseball player's career peak as early as his, you know, based on the fact that. It's going to be interesting to see what next right. year brings on right. that argument because it's going to be a- after, I think, 20 games or something. So he'll report yeah. to spring training. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's going to be back in that lineup because they're paying him a ton, ton of money. So they're going to try it. And then now you have a strange feeling in the very soon to not so distant future. They're going to be eating their words a little bit. And they're going to wish they paid Juan Soto all that money. Hey, boys, <laughs> I hate to do this to you, but I've got a. I've got. Oh, we done? done anyway. Oh, let me. Can I do my quick shoutouts? I got a. I got a small emergency <laughs> happening at the at the homestead. So I. Oh, I got no. No, oh it's nothing God. major. All right. Nothing well, anyway, major. On that note, two claps, Rick Flair, and um, I'll do the sign off after we get you out of here. <laughs> Woo. Woo. Check out Lynn Valley Let's Little go. League. Go Jays, go. So Blue Jays fans, make sure you find us wherever you can get your podcast pleasures from. We were your therapy session for this evening. We will be here with you all off season to talk all things Blue Jays baseball here. Make sure you join us on the live chats on YouTube because apparently that's what works with our new fun here. Um, and to that point, um, make sure you check us out on Spotify, Apple, whatever you get your podcasting pleasures from. And Let's we'll go see Guardians. You next week. See ya. Woo! What? <laughs>